So here's the thing, Michelle, I have this podcast called CX in the Wild, and I just turn on the mic in random places whenever I meet someone or I connect with someone who I think, oh, we should have a customer experience conversation. Okay. And you're the perfect person to talk to. And I just appreciate you letting us do this podcast on the commute back to the office. <laughs> well, I'm glad to do it. I uh, think this is a fun opportunity to share. All right. Awesome. So, Michelle, let's start with who you are and what do you do? So, my name is Michelle Joy Howard. I am the founder and creative director at Flora Couture. And Flora Couture is a floral and event production company. And we do flowers and events throughout the entire Las Vegas Valley. And, of course, um, we will do destination travel as well for that. Awesome. And, you know, so many times on my podcast I talk to people who are corporate executives designing um, customer experiences. And there's a lot of um, jargon and a lot of business speak. But when I think about your business, you are right there at the moment of the experience for brides and and sad to say funerals or what have you but you probably know more about human experiences and customer experiences than anyone can you just tell me what what is it that makes a great customer experience well absolutely so exactly what you said we actually create the experience we are the ones who take those visions and bring them to life So what makes a great experience is that you are able to, A, listen, truly listen to your client and what their needs are, whether that client is the person bringing it to you or the person that has developed an inspiration or a style. Um, And then truly fitting the exact needs of them and bringing them to life so that they have every aspect that they walk, they walk into that room and they're environment is exactly what you talked about, what you express to them, um, what they express to you, being able to take that vision, expand upon that vision, because everybody can bring you a vision or an inspiration, but what you build has to be unique to that client. Um, Being able to take their vision, expand upon that vision and bring it to life so that they, um, you're evoking emotions. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what we do is we do bring emotions to life on every level, whether that is delivering flowers and making someone's day, um, bringing some happiness into their life. Because at the end of the day, let's be let's be real. I deliver happiness. Right. Um, But on top of that, when it comes to an event experience, we are creating those environments that evoke those emotions not just for the client that came to us, but for every guest that is experiencing it. We've given them their emotions. We're bringing to life their emotions. That's really interesting because you made me think of another industry buzzword, but it makes me think of augmented personalization where you're taking someone's ideas but making them their own and better. But I, 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 I think that's an interesting commonality that all people in the customer experience business have is this idea of personalizing or making it relevant to the customer. But I think you're expanding on something else with these events, which it is 
the experience extends beyond that customer. And I had a chance to work with you um, earlier this year at one of the events you were doing, and you said something that stuck with me, and you just touched on it now, which is what you do to make success for your clients. It, it's not just about the flowers. It's not just about the bouquet. It's not just about the ambiance. It's all the details and the orchestration of the people and the timing leading up to the event. And I'm curious, do you have a mental mind state or a, a framework that you, or a mental checklist you go through? Like, how do you know you're not missing something along the way? Because I know being high-end luxury and in Las Vegas of all places where the experiences have to matter immensely. What, how do you go through that process? What's on your mind? I, and what I'm reaching for here is if there's a listener, I think what they're saying is what goes through Michelle's mind when she's crafting these amazing experiences? So it's funny that you asked because I've been asked something similar recently. And I will, I, I'll say this. I'm kind of unique. I don't have a checklist. I should have a checklist. And I say that only because for me to now take my knowledge and teach someone else, I need to start putting a checklist together. Because for me, it is, I'm going to say it this way, it's an innate ability. I just know. Um, I remember absolutely every detail of a wedding and what may be missing if we're kind of loading up and... Um, or a team member had pulled something the night before but didn't communicate it. I remember all of those details. So although I don't currently have a checklist, I know that for me to expand on my teaching, which is what I'm working on, I need to begin to verbalize and then um, materialize this kind of checklist for my team so that they can kind of for lack of a better way of putting it, see the inner workings of my brain? Yeah, well, I don't know how safe that is. But, <laughs> Maybe but, not. But, but you know what you, that makes me think is what a great companion piece to this podcast is a link to Michelle's experience checklist. Because I do think that you, you're intuitive about it. However, intuition isn't enough when you are... I mean, Vegas has the greatest experiences in the United States outside of probably Disney. So I, I just got to believe you're creating these amazing experiences. You're, you're looking at, just tell me what some of the broad ingredients you think about. The people, the venue, the photographers, the DJs. What, what, so what do you consider it as depends, priorities? It depends on what kind of event you're talking about. Okay. Every Let's event, talk about weddings. So, okay. Yeah, every event has its own unique set of priorities. So when you're talking about weddings, and I deal with a lot of friends, vendors that are friends okay, awesome. that, you know, we all work together on some capacity, but I deal with a lot of vendors and it can be from wedding planners to uh, facilities, to the chefs that we deal with, to the makeup artists. And there's a broad spectrum of beautiful minds that bring together an event, right? That make this event happen for the day of an event. I, I say this all the time. There are three most important vendors on the day of your event. 
And these three vendors, not that anybody else is not important, but for you to flow on the day of your event, the three vendors that you have to click with and that get you, you get them, is your floral and decor person. And the reason being is because we bring your event to life. We create that environment. Your uh, photographer, because they capture it for you. And all of those details that are important to you, they need to know and they need to understand what's important to you and they need to make those things a priority. And then the last one is your DJ or MC because that person actually controls the entire flow of your event happenings. They're your sound, they're your prompt for the next piece of your event, whether it's your grand entry or your last dance, they control that and they can make or break that entire experience. Wow. So those three vendors are who I feel are the most important vendors that you need to click with as far as a wedding is concerned. So Wow, that's interesting because I hear so many brides focusing on the cake. Cake is a great element, but it is not the, the end-all, be-all. What about the dress? They are the same thing. It, it, the, the dress sh should speak to who the bride is, right? But so should your floral and decor. Like when we work with a bride or a couple, the concepts and ideas we talk about and we bring together really have to do with that couple. Because I'll get a lot of couples that come in and say, well, what am I supposed to do? This is your wedding day. This is whatever you want it to be. You don't have to follow what the person did before you or what you know, the tradition says, this is about you. What do you want to say? So for me, when I sit down and talk to that couple, I want to talk about what, what, what are your dreams? What do you want to see? So that when your guests walk into that room, they are like, oh my goodness, this is so, you know, Mary and Joe or who, whoever your couple is, that that wedding speaks about that couple. So many times, <clears throat> uh, unpopular opinion here. <laughs> So many times I think part of the wedding is about the unification of two people into their new social structure or their it creates business opportunities or it sets the stage for, you know, the class of of uh, lifestyle that they want to have. And in almost every one of those instances, I don't really ever that I, weddings I've been to. By the way, I'm one of these guys who cries at weddings all the time, but. Even though I'm a, I cry at weddings, I don't remember any dresses and I don't remember any cakes. But I can tell you, I remember these amazing um, experiences that we got to share with the, the bride and groom. Absolutely. Um, you know, I went to a wedding just recently where they had part of their uh, wedding buffet was this amazing dessert table and the, the floral, clearly the 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 caterer and the um, floral people had gotten together because it was all roses and chocolates. It, I mean, I wanted to dive into this table. It was so <laughs> amazing. So I think, you know, this idea of experiences are best when they're shared. Absolutely. And, and, and the way that you approach things with a mentality to share with the audience, I think that's those are good lessons for social media people listening, that it's important to create a good um experience for all of your your audience members 
And to, to work with your client to talk about what other elements you can bring to life for them with their other vendors, right? So when you talk about the, that, the food, right, I've, some of my favorite ones have been when I've been working with the property and the chef and talked about, okay, how can we bring this experience to life and make it immersive? How do we make your floral part of your amazing tablescape? I did uh, one with a chef where we made the entire center of the table was a combination of floral and charcuterie. The entire oh center of the table. It was I want to be at that amazing. Wedding. And we worked together to develop a breakfast bar. So rather than doing like a favor or send off gift, they did a breakfast bar because so many people were leaving very early the next morning. When the guests were leaving the experience outside the door was this amazing spread of granolas and breakfast bars and different things that they could take with them, pastries, um, and these cute little bags. And we had done this whole display that included a bike. The bride had sent me a picture of a bike that she had seen with baggies in the front for guests to grab their bags and, and basically stuff their own breakfast bag. And so we brought all of those elements, the pictures that she had sent to me about her inspiration, we brought that to life. And she didn't get to see it until she walked out for the end of, at the end of the night. Wow. So those are the are the most fun evenings to plan when a bride, just bride or couple, sends me, these are my inspirations, this is what I want to do, make it happen. And they don't question me, they allow me to bring all that creativity that they brought to me, and I bring it to life for them. Um, those are, are really the best experiences because... They allow me to play off of everything they want and then enhance it in every way I know how. Wow. You know, <clears throat> the more and more we talk, the more I'm feeling like a, the perfect wedding is almost like the perfect customer experience for a major enterprise. Thinking about the audience, being empathetic, being collaborative, knowing who the key players are that create the memories versus the people who supply the function of the, of the experience. Can you tell me a little bit about what what makes the perfect wedding? Like, I'm curious. You've done so many amazing weddings. First of all, how many weddings a year do you do? Like over 300 or something? I Actually, I was thinking about that this morning. Ironically, it's super, super interesting. So we probably produce full-service weddings. Yeah. Um, we probably do approximately 300 full-service weddings a year. I probably do another probably 300-plus weddings that are just a la carte. 600 weddings a year. That's like two a day. Yeah. We could be going to a wedding right now for someone. I have, I think, eight this weekend on top of corporate events. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I'm just going to say you're probably the, one of the authorities, if not the, the utmost authority on what makes a perfect wedding? What makes a perfect wedding experience? In your mind, you've seen all these weddings. What what were the, like one or two standout perfect experiences that you created? I mean, I guess trust is 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 really needed here, okay? Um, and it goes back to what I just said about the client trusting me to bring their vision to light. The perfect experience is client having the trust that what they share with me, I'm going to bring to life and they're going to allow me to do that. And then them being at ease the day of their event, whether that's my team doing all the coordination or we work with a coordinator um, and planner to handle all of the logistics and the coordination pieces of it. 
having that peace of mind, tranquility, and non-stress in their world creates your perfect day. I tell clients all the time that want to have young children in their wedding, for example, are you the kind of bride who's going to freak out if that child doesn't want to walk down the aisle? Because if you are, then don't have that young child in your wedding. If you can just go with the flow and you're good if everybody in the church or in the ceremony laughs, fantastic. Go with it. If that child screams down the aisle and you're just going, uh-huh, I don't care, great, then have that child in the wedding. But being as stress-free as you possibly can and understanding that this day is all about you and it doesn't matter who else is in that room, that you and your fiancé are the only two people in that room that matters. If somebody can't make it, that's really unfortunate, but don't let those things stress you out. You know, you, you're you just saying all these things that I'm like applying metaphorically to big enterprise brands, but this idea, I often see major brands fail at customer experience because they don't have the trust and they don't have the attitude or the intention to focus on just the bride and groom or just on the relationship with the customer. They're so concerned about, did we get X number of emails out or did we um, say the right thing against our competitor or did we place this product in the right um, time slot or city somewhere? Where I think this idea across the board, I, I saw this, <clears throat> I had a chance to talk to the leadership for Expo 2020 Dubai the biggest experience on earth. Uh And they said very similar things to you, which is you've got to be ready to adapt to, to make adapt, to move towards the intention of what's happening and make the experience good regardless of, you know, adaptation is huge. I mean, I've been in events my entire life. Okay. I, I went to college to get out of the floral and event industry. I got hired hired by my university to plan their inaugural Founders Day. So it's in my blood, right? It's what I've always done. My first, my experience with that taught me a huge lesson because we, I had a full day of programs throughout that, that day, that whole experience. And that went from everything from building dedications to full luncheons for 3,000 people to a parade to a horse show to another building dedication that night and fireworks display. Like, I mean, it was a full day. Um, and we had a almost catastrophe during the parade where public safety hadn't done their job. And I radioed over the radio and there was a lot of stress in my voice when I radioed over the radio. And one of my mentors came to me later and said, Michelle, nobody would have known that that happened at all, but you were so stressed out when you radioed. And I was in I was young 20s. Sure. Like, you, you'd got to remember that nobody else knows what's going on around you. Stay calm. Fix the problem. Nobody's going to know what happened two minutes later. So being able to adapt, I could have dealt with that differently and not had that stress in my voice over the radio where I could have just handled it via public safety. But in the meantime, my whole crew knew that I was stressed out. So that taught me a huge lesson in life about when things do go sideways. That client never sees the things that go wrong behind the scenes. And let me tell you, there are things that go wrong behind the scenes. We fix it before it gets to a level where a client's going to see it. That is such great advice for any CEO 
Don't panic. Stay confident and focus on the intent of the experience. A lot of the stuff shakes out or self-correct. Absolutely. I'm I'm on that. I say this and it's my favorite thing to say at this point. And I'm I'm an avid scuba diver. We talked about this. In scuba diving, there are three rules that I taught my kids when they learn. And it was stop, breathe, think in that order. If you apply that in business life, stop, breathe, think, and really focus on that issue at hand. In that order, it solves so many things. I'm suddenly feeling like I need to take this knowledge from you and my next opening keynote be stop, breathe, think. I better get credit for it, okay? I will. <laughs> I'll have to give you credit. So because we're transferring all this this wisdom about weddings, which frankly are high stakes experiences. Huge. I'm curious about budgeting because as a CEO of a major brand, they're always grappling with, I can't afford those experiences or how do we pay for them or what's the ROI or how do we get paid back? And so I'm just wondering, you're, you're doing three, 600 weddings a year. Is it like, do I have to pay a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars to get these? Or, you know, what, tell me the relationship between the money that goes into an experience and the success of that experience. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm going to get to that. Oftentimes clients will say, well, what, what do I need to budget? Or they don't have a budget. First and foremost, I will tell you it's an investment. You're investing in your wedding because you're investing in the experience. It's not about a budget. It's an investment because you're going to have those photos for the rest of your life. You're going to show those photos to your children. That experience that you brought to life is brought to life by your floral and decor. So it is an investment in what you want that experience to be. Are you going to go to a drive through chapel and just need a bouquet and a boutonniere? Okay. But that bouquet that you want, that you found an inspiration on Pinterest, because it's a love-hate relationship as a floral company that we have with Pinterest, right? Um, that bouquet that you want to spend $100 on probably is more like a four or $500 bouquet. How many different varieties of flowers are in there? What, you know, what had to go on with those flowers beforehand? What kind of development had to go into them? Because when we get your flowers in for your wedding, whether it's a fly by the seat of your pants wedding, or it's an over-the-top luxury experience, your flowers, we're ordering your flowers a month out now with all the supply chain issues, our, where our orders are going in a month out so that we can secure them with the farms. They're actually being cut. People are surprised to learn this. Your flowers are being cut anywhere from five days out to 14 days out, depending on what they are and where they're coming from. And then they're cold stored. They, they follow a cold chain supply chain to get to us. So they're transferred in, they're cut, they're taken to a cooler, they're pre-cooled. There's a whole process that goes along with this. So why are your flowers so expensive? There's That's a whole podcast in and of itself. We can talk about it another time. Supply chain coincidentally messes up a lot of CEOs oh, and customers. I, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I learned yeah. a lot about cold chain supply not that long ago. So, um, And I've been doing this all my life. So supply chain, crazy. Okay. Um, but the, the investment in your experience is really about what you want that experience to be, right? Do you want this over-the-top luxury experience? You're going to spend $100,000, dollars $300,000 on flowers. But 
are you having an event for 10 people or 300 people? I have an event coming up next weekend. It is 350 guests. They're spending $75,000. So their original budget before they, their original suggested inv investment was 150000 We had to remove a lot from their wedding to get them where they needed to be investment-wise. And everybody's got a number, right? What is your number? What does that look like? I don't care if you have an unlimited budget or you have a budget. You have a number in mind that you want to go with. As a floral company, I'm going to, I'm going to educate you on why you might need to spend a certain amount. I have clients bring me their inspiration photos, and some of these inspiration photos are $1,000 centerpieces. But they tell me that they want to spend $150 on their centerpiece. So the way I explain this to them is, okay, that's $1,000. Your budget's $150. That's 15%. So let's look at it from a percentage standpoint. Oh, You're going to get 15% of this. So this oh tall, over-the-top, big thing, we're going to do a short piece on your table that's in, taking inspiration from this, but it's not going to look like that. That's gem number two. Next time I get confronted with the, the this versus that, budget versus budget, you just throw in that little uh, tool of percentage and it it's, clarifies. It's and I ha the other thing you have to teach people in the floral world, the client who is shopping multiple companies, here's the deal. You're going to come to me because you love what I create. You know that you're going to get me. You're going to get my team behind me. You're going to get a, a thoroughly taken care of event experience by me and my team. If you are shopping because you're shopping budget-wise and you're going to compare me to three other floral and event companies, you're never, ever, ever comparing apples to apples. Because at that point, they're comparing price versus brand. And you, But you can't. You can't even compare price because if you come to me and tell me your inspiration for a wedding and I go through and, okay, this is what I'm going to do, my style my interpretation, my everything is going to be different. Unless you came to me and said, hey, Michelle, I want 12 roses and 15 of this and 15 of that, and this is exactly what I want it to look like, and then you go down to Joe Schmo down the street and tell him the same exact thing and give him the exact recipe, the exact container, the exact everything, you're never going to get apples to apples. Additionally, experience plays a lot in that. There's properties in this town, clearly. I, I work in Vegas, right? So Ins and outs to these properties are not so easy. Getting in, getting out. I've worked in every property in this town. I know the challenges. So I'll give you a great example, and I'm going to throw out a, a, a hotel, Palms Casino and Resort. Phenomenal, beautiful locations. They're, they're, one of their towers has one back-of-house elevator, and it is not a freight elevator. Not only do we load in from that elevator, but every other vendor loads in there from that, from that elevator. Oh, and their staff uses that elevator. So when we load in and out, it can take us hours. So I know this where a new floral company might not. And they're going to give you your breakdown for your install fees at this little itty-bitty number. Right. Well, I know what my number has to be because I'm basing my numbers based on my man hours that go into it. Yeah, so experience in the industry does play Huge. a large part. I want to, last question, I just, I want to get your, your hot take on this, which is, how, how should I budget for an experience? Like, 
if I whether the reason I ask you this is whether I'm a I'm a, a husband or a bride or a or a CEO. How do I wrap my mind around what to budget? If I'm a bride to be, how do I how do I determine it? Is it is it what my parents can afford or what I can chip in or is there are there industry benchmarks like like if I go if, as a, as, a, as a person if I want to go buy a car right now mm-hmm. I can just look and say there's like these three levels of cars is it that easy in in way it can be it can be um, but it is very subjective and it's not there is no set hey I want a fifty dollar centerpiece I want a hundred dollar centerpiece I want a thousand dollar centerpiece it doesn't work that way it is every flower has a different price. Every design element has a different price. Every mechanic has a different price. So we build, what we do is we build custom experiences, right? Um, we've talked about this where I do have the a la carte menu and, you know, you can pick from this menu and that's great. And you can piece it together. But really most of what we deal with are, are custom experiences. Again, it just gets back to why I wanted to talk to you about customer experience. You personalize the experience for your clients, like every good brand should, you're you really have sort of dodged the budget question, and I think the reason <laughs> is is because I think what you're really saying is it's not about the money; it's still about the experience. I, if a, if a bride or a family comes to you and says, "We'd like to have a great experience," first question, first statement, you check that box. Here, you're going to have a great experience. Then you have the budget question. But by then, you've already committed to their experience. What they're willing to spend isn't is it's not driving your commitment to right. their day. And I think that little that's part of that mindset. It is. It's a huge insane. piece of that mindset. I mean, you know, I used to never say no to anything, right? I wanted every single bride to have her day and all of that. But I was taking every single budget, and in doing that, um, I was limiting what I could provide. So, so what a great life lesson when you focused on the money, the, the experience you didn't have, you didn't focus as much on the experiences. Now you focus exclusively I'm, I am on all about the experience, experience and I want the client to have an amazing experience. So we do have minimums in place because of that for our full service um, offerings. We have to, in order to do what we do and do it as grand and as personalized as we do, we have to do that. Of course. What I think, the moral of this story is you're doing 600 experiences a year. One of the most ex- important experiences in a family's life. And you're doing it with the intent to empathize with all of the other vendors or collaborators. You're personalizing the the work that you do to tailor it, the experience to the family and to their guests. Your mind is on the guest experiences, the takeaway and the memories and I think that in many ways, if there are any CEOs or VPs or directors or anybody, anyone, brides, looking <laughs> to create great experiences, this would be a great time for a um, great podcast for them to listen to. Now that we've said all this, if somebody wants to talk to you about customer experience consulting or a wedding, how do they reach you? So they can find us on Instagram at Flora Couture. They can reach out to us at Flora Couture. Um, they can reach out to me personally at michelle at floricouture.com. All right. Thank you so much for letting me sit in your car and get this podcast. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. All right. Bye. Bye.